Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 1058. Well, we're digging deeper. I have just taken two days to show you both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament how God speaks to our minds and how God shows us, delivers to us truth and how he reveals himself to us in the written word, the Bible. And so what I want to do is take it a step on down the road. We're going to go through this journey of the word of God together. The journey of a thousand miles, remember, starts with the first step. And we're going to eat this elephant one bite at a time. Now, you know, in weeks past, I have given you, even this year, since the beginning of this year, the breakdown of the entire Old Testament. As a matter of fact, I did the New Testament and the time periods for the last 2,000 years. But I want to just give you a running shot to get ahead of the general aspects of sectioning the Old Testament. And then we will go through these one day at a time. And I'm only going to take a day, and I'm not going to belabor this. I'm going to help you to just understand that God is telling a story and that we become a part of that story if we know how God put it together. Paul said to Timothy, rightly section the scriptures. Cut the sections straight. That's when he said rightly dividing in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. And so I want to just tell you how in 10 different sections God divides the word. And then we're going to each day for 10 days, we're going to go through these and it will take us a couple of weeks to go through these because we're going to also take Fridays for questions. So it'll take three weeks of four days a week. And so here we go. We're going to go through these. There is the primeval period, the patriarchal period, the period of the exodus, the period of the conquest, the period of the judges, the period of the united monarchy, the period of the divided kingdom, the period of the single kingdom, the period of the exile, and the period of of restoration. Those are the 10 time periods as I have sectioned off the entire 39 books of the English Old Testament. It's what's called the Tanakh in the Bible. And from a Jewish perspective, this is the division that Jesus would have studied. You can read about this in Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, where Jesus said, you search the Old Testament, the Torah, the law, the prophets, the Nevi'im, and the Psalmoi, the Telahim. And that is the first book of the writings, the Ketuvim. And so all of that is the sectioning of the Hebrew Old Testament, the law, the prophets, and the writings. And so I have just divided that for you. Now, let's go back to that first section, the primeval period. And hopefully I can help you to understand that this is everything that happened from Abraham backwards, from creation to Abraham, is included in what 
what we call the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Now, you understand that the first 11 chapters of Genesis is a sectioning of the scriptures. There are 10 sections to Genesis. You see there again, God takes these big panoramic views and he does that in creation in chapter one. And then in chapter two, he gives you the details. Well, the book of Genesis, the entire book of what we call Genesis, the Hebrew calls it Bereshit, that is beginningly. It's like an adverb to start with, we would say with more than one word. And it's not once upon a time. That's an Aesop's fable. This is no fable. This is the word of God. The apostle Peter said, we have not followed cunningly devised muthoi, myths, fables. That's in 2 Peter chapter 1. He specifically said, this is no fable. This is history. This is reality. And he divides the entire book of Genesis, Bereshit, into 10 time periods, all by the key characters of the book itself. For instance, in Genesis chapter 2, you have the first of these key passages in the book of Genesis, they're linguistic keys that tell you through one word that you are beginning a new section in Genesis. And there's 10 of them. And in each one of those 10, you have what happened during that generation. Now, this is how it was passed on from one person to another all the way down until Moses wrote it down in what we call the book of Genesis, the Jews call, the Hebrews call the book of And so there are 10 sections in Genesis. I'm going to give you the sections as to where they're found in Scripture reference, and then I'll go back and explain them to you. The places where these sections are found are Genesis chapter 2 and verse 4, Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9, Genesis chapter 10 and verse 1, Genesis chapter 11 and verse 10, Genesis chapter 11 and verse 27, Genesis 25 and verse 12, Genesis 25, 19, Genesis 36, 1, and Genesis 37, 2. Now, the reason these are flagged as sections is because they all begin with one word or is translated one phrase, toldot. It's spelled T-O-L-E-D-O-T-H in English, T-O-L-E-D-O-T-H, toldot or toldoth. And it's not Toledoth, it is Toledoth, or Toledoth. Modern Hebrew has a hard T, Toledoth, and in classical language, what most of you would have studied, if you've studied Hebrew in seminary, it would have been Toledoth, D-O-T-H. And that's the way it is normally transliterated letter for letter into our language. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because these various scriptures that I just gave you give you the families and the generations that came from a family. And during those time periods, underneath that family tree, certain events happened in the life 
of the people of God and in creation and in man whom God had made. Remember, God's going somewhere. He's telling the story of redemption. The Bible is not complete in details. It doesn't tell us about all the empires that were going on simultaneously all over the earth. No, he's telling a story about how the earth began how God created everything, how he created Adam, the father of us all, how he created mother Eve and the mother of us all, and how they fell in the garden and how God made a way for them to be forgiven, on and on and on, all the way through the consummation in Revelation chapter 22. Now, I'm telling you this because this is what you have to keep in the forefront of your mind, because otherwise you'll get lost. Remember, you're going somewhere. And if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You're aiming toward the consummation. When you start at Genesis, you're going somewhere. You're going to the end of time as it has just begun in Genesis. It will end in Revelation. And there is a world of things that happen that are so exciting, many sad, many tragic, but all to the glory of God ultimately. And so that's what the Bible teaches. And so when we go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 4, you'll read this, Toldoth, the history, the generation, the lineage of the heavens and the earth. And God talks about how he did what he did. In Genesis 5.1, you have the history or the generations or the lineage of Adam. And then it talks about Adam and his sons and how everything happened. Genesis 6.9, the history of the generations of Noah, the lineage of Noah, and how Noah was a righteous man, a just man, a blameless man, whatever your particular translation has. Genesis 10.1, the history of the generations of the sons of Noah, and that is Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and that's laid out in Genesis 10.1. And then God gets even more specific. You see how God's going from general to specific? And so he's talked about Noah. Then he's talked about the sons of Noah in 10.1. In Genesis 10.1, 11.10, he talks about the history of the generations of Shem. Why? Because Shem was going to be the one whom the promises would come down through unto Abraham and Abraham's father, Terah. Now you say, why was Shem? Shem, S-H-E-M, is the Hebrew word for name. You see, Shem's name was name. What name? Hashem, the name, the name of God. And God reveals himself by many names in the scripture, but his personal name is Yah. It's Y-H-V-H or Y-H-W-H in English. That is the personal name of God. You say, well, what does it mean? It means I am. It means I am the one who was. I am the one who is. I am the one who is to come. I am being. I'm the one from whom everything and everyone comes. I am being. And it's pronounced in many ways. It has uh, variations of it, yeah, yeah, many things that sound and look alike, but they have variations. Psalm 68 verse 4 says, extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Y-H. But there is no vowel. There are no vowels in Hebrew, so it's just Y-H. 
what we would say, transliterate in our language as a YH. We have a J, so we say JH, that's where Yahuwah comes from, Jehovah, which we know is a wrong pronunciation because it has the consonants of the personal name of God, but it has the vowels of Adonai, Iowah. So all I'm trying to do is show you here that you start from the heavens and the earth. You go to Adam, then you go to Noah, then you go to Noah's sons, and then one of Noah's sons, the oldest, Shem, the name son, is how the lineage continues on. Genesis eleven twenty seven, Shem, and through his lineage comes Terah, who is the father of Abraham. Genesis 25, 12, you have the generations of Ishmael. Why Ishmael is because that was the son where Abraham tried to do it himself. He tried to do it his way, and it never ends up well when we do things our way because there is a way that seems right unto a man the end there of his death. That is so true that it became a proverb. And so you have Genesis 25, 19, and the history or the generations or the lineage of Yitzhak, the one who brought about laughter, Isaac. And then 36, 1, Genesis 36, 1, the history, the generations, the lineage of Esau, who is Edom. Adam is the word for red. Adam was the red man. Edom was the red man. It's just a pronunciation difference. Adam, Edom. They both mean the same thing. Edom was called Edom because of his redness. You know that if you're over and you see anything in modern-day Israel on the signs. There's a city right below Jerusalem on the outskirts of Jerusalem going down to Jericho. There is a city when you leave and go east down to the Rift Valley, down to Jericho. You go by Adumim. That's right, a city by the name of Adumim. That's the word Edom. It's taken because of the proximity of where it is, and the Ma'ale is the word to go up, so it's Ma'ale Adumim. It is the red place, (laughs) the city, the desert as you go up. So you have this term Edom. Well, 36.1 tells a story of Isaac's son, not of promise, but the one who sold his birthright. And then in Genesis chapter 37 and verse 2, you have the history of the generations of Jacob, whose name was changed to Yisrael when he was coming back with all of his sons, and he was coming back to meet Esau and coming back home. Now, from there, you go to Joseph, and you go the story of going down into Egypt and being sold into Egypt. And it's a long, long story from Genesis 37 all the way through until Genesis chapter 50. And so all of that is this big general story, then getting down into the details. And I've even broken down Genesis for you so you can see that Genesis one book is actually 10 different sections or chapters, big chapters, some small, some large. For instance, the story of Ishmael is a very, very short story because he's not the main player. But you get to the history of Jacob, the genealogy of Jacob, the lineage of Jacob, the generations of Jacob, who is Israel. And then you've got this long story of Joseph and all of his brothers and so forth. Why? Because that is where the story was leading to, to get them into Egypt so that in the book of Exodus, God can bring them out through the great lawgiver Moses. 
Well, I hope this helps you because this is just the first step in understanding the grand panorama of what we call the Old Testament. We're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.